You are freer than you think. It's like the ultimate form of freedom. You expound upon that freedom to develop on this planet. True freedom comes from within. It's the ability. Thinking to myself, I can help you or I can destroy you. Man, as a two-time felon, I work really hard and I've been, a, I've been a life learner. When things are feeling tough, let yourself be surprised. The world favors risk-taking. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Freedom Pact. My guest on the podcast today is Thomas Hal Robson Carnu, founder of the Turmerico and professional footballer. Thomas, welcome to the Freedom Pact podcast. Hi there, thank you very much for having me. So I wanted to have you on the show for a while now, uh, ever since I saw you talking and sharing about uh, the work by a lot of uh, mutual friends, well, a lot of friends of mine, including uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman, um, Jenna Machoki, Aaron Alexander, all these people that I see you interact and follow with on, on Instagram. And I wanted to dive into your story more and understand that why that sort of health space was important to you. And so I'd love to start talking about your experience with health and fitness right at the start of your career. Um, you were a, a teenager at Arsenal and Reading. You were told at the time you were too small to be a professional football player. I wonder what your process was like with dealing with those comments, how it affected your attitude and whether it, it, it made you want to try and change your physiology. Yeah, I think um, as a young professional or young individual, uh, you know, sort of learning your way in a professional sport, which is extremely competitive, uh, physicality is obviously an important part of that. Um, and understanding what can affect, you know, your, your physical um, nature and your physical uh, structure um, is, is, is an important area. And I think from my perspective, I was able to very quickly leverage the power of nutrition to support me from a physiological perspective. Um, now at 15, I was very, very small, very slight. I then subsequently had two major surgeries, uh, which kept me out of playing professional football for two and a half years. And coming back from that, um, I was hampered with pain and inflammation in my knee where I'd had the surgery and standard medication uh, such as anti-inflammatories, painkillers um, was causing adverse effects to my body where I was passing blood in my urine, had severe nausea, couldn't sleep. So we had to very quickly turn to alternative ways um, to support recovery uh, and reduce inflammation and swelling. And that was ultimately through natural nutrition, which we achieved it. And um, my father essentially created a blend of raw functional natural ingredients, which consisted of turmeric root, ginger root, watermelon, pineapple, pomegranate, um, but all in its fresh raw form. And within a number of weeks, I was back playing. Um, a number of weeks after that, I was pain-free and subsequently went on to have the career you know, that I'd dreamed of having as, as a young professional. Uh, and so, yeah, as I said, I was really lucky, fortunate to experience those setbacks, which then created awareness for me in terms of, you know, innovation ultimately born out of necessity to, to develop a range which my father created, which allowed me to, to really change my life through, through nutrition and yeah, it became my secret weapon throughout my career. And, and you know, we, we, we were giving it to friends, family and 
teammates through, throughout it as well. Um, and that range is obviously now now available through the Turmeric Company, um, which we launched in, in 2018. So there's a real, you know, uh, uh, connection to my own journey and and my, my obviously endeavors and, and the passion which we have now so you mentioned there those those injuries that leg break that led to you trialing these natural ingredients what was the sort of catalyst for looking in that direction was was this something your father had already previously looked into is this something you you maybe read about in a book what what pushed you towards that uh that route of um nutrition yeah, so we we effectively, you know, we went on a research binge and we went to the public library. We 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 sourced as many um, sources of information around natural nutrition, which wouldn't cause harm to the body. You know, now obviously there's a lot of painkillers, prescription drugs out there, which are drugs. You know, they're 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 not uh, they're not natural. They're not really made, um, or they haven't been used. When you look at our history and our culture you know these are all new implementations now obviously there's benefits in there in terms of you know that that the immediate short-term release um, and support that they can offer but actually from a long-term perspective and from a root cause perspective they don't really support the the recovery that you often need so yeah so as i said we, we we went on a research binge looked at public library looked at herbal medicines plants roots um ancient eastern cult, uh, uh, eastern culture um ayurvedic practices and yeah just began pulling these you know d- d- the ingredients which continually began to pop up in terms of supporting health and wellness so in the midst of these injuries i believe um i read that it was advised to at the time to maybe start considering a plan B or, or an alternative route uh, of career. Was that something that, that ever entered your mind or were you always fixed on the idea of, of trying to find a solution, try and pursue this? Because I imagine a lot of people in that scenario would have maybe abandoned the dream right there and then. Yeah, it was definitely something which, you know, w- was contemplated, which, which you know, thought about, um, regularly because you know there's no guarantee that that you're going to recover and if you don't what what do you do so it was certainly a a thought that that I had frequently but you know that that desire and that willingness to push through that and and show that perseverance to 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 ultimately have a career um, and be pain-free was was you know the overriding factor so yeah it's um it was obviously very difficult you know difficult times um but as I said, you know, perseverance, um, commitment, dedication, um, and willing, uh, I was able to, to come through that. And as, as I said, also, you know, out of um, necessity, innovation is often born. And, you know, I was in massive need in terms of that recovery piece to try and bring my body to a state where I could perform and, and enjoy you know, running around on a pitch without restriction. So, yeah, that, that innovation was obviously um, born and the Turmeric Co. Was, was the result. And whilst you were in this process, you and your father of, of trying all these different ingredients to try and come up with this potion of sorts, was there a lot of, of trial and error? I imagine it wasn't just something that came together in one day. 
No, definitely. There was, and it was over about a two-week, 10-day, two-week period where my father was, you know, went and sourced all of these raw ingredients and was creating this mixture and this blend. And um, yeah, I was pretty fussy as a teenager, as a young kid. So I really wanted it to, to taste good. And if it didn't, then, you know, I'd sort of let, let him know. And so the first few iterations, you know, sort of touched my lips and I couldn't really um, stomach it. It was too, too, too strong, too bitter. And so, um, yeah, my, my father eventually resulted in uh, creating that. And, um, and it was uh, a really, you know, good, good opportunity uh, for, for, for something born out of, out of that necessity. So you've mentioned you run this business, the Turmeric Co. It's been going four to five years, I think, now. And a lot of people would, would look at that and think, this is a, a professional footballer. He... You know, it doesn't necessarily need to, to to start a business to make money. So could you say that they, well, would you agree that there's a, there's a far deeper reason behind this business than just obviously motivations of money and success? There's obviously a deep-rooted purpose in what you're trying to achieve through this company. Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing that we sort of identified prior to launching was that the current market of consumer packaged goods and the products available within the functional health category um, were effectively masquerading as functional products, but actually weren't. And an example of that is, you know, there's turmeric shots out there on shelf, which are, you know, sort of 90% apple juice, orange juice, pear juice, or water. And it's like, well, that's not really a functional product that's really just apple juice with, with a bit of a sprinkle of you know a functional ingredient but even then it's not really in a in an effective or potent format so it was realizing that where we then became really passionate around realizing that there were consumers and people who were purchasing these types of products who were ultimately purchasing them for need for necessity similar to why obviously I, I began using it as well. But the difference is, is if I had used pretty much every single other product on shelf currently at my time of necessity, I wouldn't have had the recovery that I'd had. So we became very passionate about basically raising the quality and actually servicing consumers within this market with a functional product which actually offered some tangible benefits through nutrition and following that we've now you know amassed over 10,000 positive customer reviews of customers reporting the same benefits that I experienced and a wide range of other benefits too so seeing that and seeing the impact that this product through natural uh, raw ingredients is having on people's lives in all different walks of lives and all different industries is really humbling and, and serves as the core purpose for why we do what we do. Um, and as I said, that that's the key driver of our, you know, purpose, our vision and our mission. It's, it's fundamentally, you know, supporting people um, in, in all different walks of life. I think a point you just raised there is, is really important and that's that in the health space it's often hard for the average person to decipher what is genuine 
and what is not. Um, when I was a a, a young boy, I remember I went to um, Body Pro Festival in Birmingham where there were all these athletes you could meet and watch talks and seminars and there were so many companies there with products and so many influencers, you know, handing out these free products and I was I was a bit taken in by it, thinking that these were the, you know, the, the keys to the kingdom and it wasn't until I was older when I started looking into it that I started realising that these things, like you said, they were mostly just water they were mostly just a just a fancy flavored carbonated drink what advice would you give to the individual who is obviously health conscious but but not to the extent where they find it really easy to know what is real and what is not by reading the back of the label how would you advise someone to sort of decipher what is real and what is maybe just taking advantage of a market yeah, I don't think it's whether or not it's real or not. It's just actually understanding what the product is. Yeah. So, you know, if it says a turmeric shot on the front or a ginger shot, you know, spin the bottle, look at the ingredients. And, you know, the ingredients you'll always see on the first ingredient, which has to be the highest um, quantity of that uh, product as the first ingredient, it's most likely going to be apple, apple juice, apple water, pear, orange. And it's like, well, these aren't really functional ingredients. And so, you know, for us, we use whole crushed watermelons as our base. And again, watermelon has phenomenal properties. And now only, only now is sort of beginning to gain mainstream attention around in its raw format, the impact that it can have on uh, muscle soreness, the impact it can have on, you know, libido. Uh, obviously, everyone knows about the, the impact it can have on in terms of you know the, the the antioxidant content it has but that's our base of the ingredient and then on top of that we've layered raw turmeric in a functional format we've layered pomegranate again because of its bromelain and, and its antioxidant properties and anti ultimately anti-inflammatory properties so it's like every single ingredient in our product is a real functional ingredient there for purpose not there as a cheap filler to try and make this product, um, you know, have a better profit margin for the seller, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's just really understanding what's inside of, of the, 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 the bottle and, and the product and really doing that research into it. Um, the other area as well is that, you know, a lot of products in this market are, pasteurized and so they'll be sat in a glass bottle and immediately we as consumers sort of think oh glass bottle that means it must be good it's good for the planet but actually if it's in a glass bottle it means that it's been pasteurized and what pasteurization is is that's heat treatment so when you pasteurize a product you're depleting up to 90 percent of its nutritional value oh, wow. so there's products on shelf which not only contain you know, water, fillers, apple juices, orange juices, pear juices, but are then pasteurized as well. <laughs> and it's like, like that's what people are, are, have available to them to purchase. So it's it's um, it, it's a it's a market which really needs um, cleaning up in terms of really offering high quality products for consumers and that serve consumers' needs. And you know, that's that's what we're what we're passionate about doing. I recently saw um, on your Instagram that you mentioned that taking a shot of turmeric in the morning was more than just 
getting its uh, nutritional benefits. It was almost a conscious decision saying to yourself, I'm making a conscious decision here to, to look after my health. And it puts you in that sort of mindset first thing in the morning. So that's a, that's a great um, a great thing. And what tips would you give to people to start building healthier habits in their day? Like something like that sets up the mindset right from the off. I love that. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's, that's really powerful in terms of, you know, creating a, a habit and a culture for yourself in terms of positive lifestyle choices. Mm. And I think, you know, the, the answer to your question is, you know, where, where do you start? You know, you start small. You know, what, what can you do throughout your day as easily as possible to try and shift the balance between a positive lifestyle culture and a negative lifestyle culture? And what that actually means is that, you know, if you have a turmeric shot first thing in the morning, that action of taking the shot is almost like an affirmation so you're affirming good health, you're affirming positive lifestyle choices for your life. And what that therefore means is that when it comes to the afternoon, you're less likely to have that snack, have that treat, have that bit of dessert, have that processed food or meal. And then as it goes into you know, evening time, you're more likely to again, have a balanced diet rather than you know, snack on fast foods, have a processed meal. But also, you know, wider than that, when you're creating that positive affirmation and that positive culture for yourself, you then begin to make more positive lifestyle decisions. So you might take a walk, you know, to, to work as opposed to catching the bus. All that means is that you need to leave 20 minutes early, um, you know. And so I think that is a really important area. And, and what we've done is we've created that convenience that high quality convenience in the form of our shots, which really allows people to conveniently affirm this positive lifestyle change in their life and then commit to that through habituation and you know, that habitual nature of continually making that positive decision. So yeah, it's um it's significant and it's um you know empowering people as, as much as possible. So we've talked a lot about your own personal journey and and how um this this quest on nutrition has, has affected and helped you but for the average person listening now they may be thinking well I don't suffer from any injuries um you know I even myself I know my father had a lot of a, a joint issues and he was advised on to turmeric and I remember thinking is this something that is only beneficial to those with pre-existing injuries or or is this something that can benefit every one of us if we make it a, a habit into our daily lives even without injury yet yeah, I think, you know, ultimately prevention is better than cure. Mm. And so fundamentally, of course, if someone's got an acute issue, an acute injury, acute pain, they're looking for solutions. But more often than not, you know, if you're living a balanced life, you're making positive nutritional de decisions in terms of your nutritional intake, then you're going to prevent a lot of the issues, ailments, disease that we experience as a you know, as a, as a sort of a society in this day and age. So we're, we're not only passionate about, you know, positively impacting people and allowing people to positively change their lifestyles and their life, but also 
for people to reaffirm that healthy lifestyle. So whether it's, you know, just having extra energy first thing in the morning, whether it's just feeling as good as possible about yourself every single minute of the day, um, you know, whether it's that recovery from a long day, that stress relief, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, when you look at stress, stress creates, you know, a, a compound called cortisol and cortisol, you know, is, you know, causes severe further stress within the brain, but then that obviously drives then into inflammation. So everything that we sort of do from a nutritional perspective has an impact on the inflammation and the anti-inflammation that we as a sort of body can can handle. So I think um, there's there's lots of different areas where actually, you know, driving that positive lifestyle culture is as important as, you know, sort of driving that uh, positive lifestyle change. And for you personally, then, what are some of your other health habits or things that you are sort of health conscious about? Obviously, you've got your nutrition, obviously fitness, but maybe is there is there any other area like maybe sleep, for example, I know a lot of people are conscious of what what other parts of health are you really conscious of and you try and work on? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously sleep is very, very important. Um, you know, actually having that because we're a lot of the time it's all about physical, but it's also mental well-being too. So, you know, a lot of people won't really grasp the concept of meditation at this moment in time, but a meditation can be as simple as, you know, positive thoughts, you know, gratitude, um, joy, love, you know, really sort of concentrating on those within your life at, and it could be a period for an hour, half an hour, or even a minute, but that impact on that mental state and your mental capacity is as equally as important as the, the, the physical side too. Um, and then again, you know, relationships around you, what, what relationships are positive, what relationships are negative, how do they influence your, your choices, your behaviors, how do they influence your feelings and your thoughts? Uh, so really understanding that. But in order to do that, you really have to understand yourself and, and really think about what you're thinking about and um, what 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 emotions you're feeling throughout the course of the day. So I would say, yeah, there's there's lots of different areas which you can focus on, but that's progressive and it takes. Uh, you know building blocks to, to progress towards that and you know that that saying of a, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step is is so true and so you know start small start simple and um, but just be consistent with, with whatever you're doing so i think back to some of the highlights over your career um and i'm one of those the reason i'm so familiar with your story i'm one of those weird combination of football fans where I'm Welsh but I also support West Brom because of my father so um, I've been familiar with your story and, uh, and your career I've been a follower for a long time I think back to some of the highlights obviously everyone remembers the the goal against Belgium you know there's those there's those special goals that are that are so prominent in your career at those moments what does it feel like to think back and think that all this was possible because of the hard work done by yourself and your father all those years ago and how grateful are you to have such a, a supportive father who, who helped you during that time? 
yeah, I think that that's the word for sure is, is gratitude. So 100%, there's massive gratitude there in terms of you know, the, the adversity that, that I faced as a younger professional being told by the surgeon that, you know, you're, you're, you're never probably going to play with play to the level that you had hoped. Um, and you certainly won't pay, play without pain or restriction again. Um, so to have then those moments in your career, which are significant career defining and also life changing moments just is really just humbling. Like it's, it's, there's no other way to put it. And, the hours spent on the pitch, on the gym, you know, in, in silence, in meditation, in prayer, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, to come through that level of adversity, which I faced, and then, you know, have the, 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 the success and the experiences um, of those incredible moments were, as I said, you know, just, just humbling and, 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 you know, the, the, the level of gratitude that, that I have for them is, is immense. And, I think it goes to show for, for anyone out there, you know, I, I was, you know, a gifted younger player. I wasn't the best player. Um, but again, the adversity that I, I faced, you know, I had no right to, to achieve that um, or to be on that stage at that time. So, you know, you, you truly can achieve whatever you, you set your mind to and whatever you have, um, you know, enough perseverance and commitment um, and, and knowledge to, to, to create. So, and you've transitioned now from one crazy world of football to arguably a, a crazier world of business. And so what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in business? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not sure that you maybe have a, a background in business or a business degree coming into this. So what were some of the early lessons you learned when uh, when starting a business? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, there's similarities between professional football and entrepreneurship. It's um, it's demanding. Uh, you have to be at your best at all times. Um, even now, that's my oh yeah. So you have to be at your best at all times, um, and you have to be willing to to sacrifice and, and give your all for 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 the cause. And so, yeah, I think. Um, in terms of lessons, there's all different elements. You know, it's multifaceted running any form of business, uh, whether it's the team, whether it's the environment, the culture, the processes, um, you know, the, the quality of what you're doing. Um, but I think, yeah, it's. Um, I was fortunate enough for very sort of early on to to have been, you know, quite quite a, an avid reader. So I, you know, very much sort of read and tried to understand business and culture and um you know different areas which could really sort of affect positively um the outcome of what, what i wanted to achieve you know so i think um yeah it was um it, it's demanding it's it's relentless and as particularly as the entrepreneur you have to be really willing to go above and beyond um you know whether that's the sort of normal hours whether that's the um you know the level of work uh, you have to deal with pretty much everything because you know it's your your business it's not it's not like you're working in a business and you sort of go home and then sort of switch off it's it's very much you know full on but as we said you know the rewards are there um to, to really sort of create a, a, a sea change within the sort of health wellness space um with a really incredible product but 
the yeah, I'd say the, the, the biggest fundamental element um, going into it is really having a purpose. And if you don't really have a purpose, you know, you're sort of just doing something because you thought it was a good idea. I think very quickly you'll fall by the wayside and, you know, you, you won't be able to persevere through through the challenges that, you know, sort of will, will arise at some point. I love that. And I, I found it fascinating that you, you mentioned books were there because um, we've had on Bill Beswick, the former sports psychologist at, at Manchester United, and he talked a lot about uh, the similar things you're talking about. Um, recently as well, I was speaking with Aaron Lennon. Um, we were DMing on Instagram and he was telling me about all the books that, that he reads. And I was fascinated to see these books in the personal development space make their way into football. I've seen you mention Psycho-Cybernetics. What are some of the books that you've read throughout your time that have had a, an impact on your career? Um. Yeah, there's there's definitely lots of different books um, which I'd recommend. Um, you know, the, the the ones which you mentioned sort of self help, but it's more you know sort of self work that I would describe it as. Okay. Um, but the biggest one is probably Joe Dispenza, um, and he's an author and talks about epigenetics, which is a similar concept to psycho-cybernetics from Maxwell uh, Waltz, but it was, it's all about how, what you think affects what you feel. And then ultimately what you feel will then affect what you think. Mm. And it's such a basic philosophy, but now they're actually have researched this and understanding at a scientific level that this is actually true. So, you know, I'll definitely recommend Joe Dispenza. He's got another, Number of books, uh, Becoming Supernatural, You Are the Placebo, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a good good place to 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 start in terms of that self work and self understanding. Um, again, there's other authors out there, you know, the likes of sort of Eckhart Tolle, who are just you know sort of out of this world and, and on a different planet really um in terms of sort of understanding the the human um the human yeah or, or not even the human the, the being um i'd describe it as so yeah uh, hopefully that gives some some insight and some uh, info for, for viewers to, to to go and have a look into Amazing. I, I love that. So as we as we start to wind down now, just a couple of questions left. Um, you mentioned uh, meditation earlier. You mentioned uh, Eckhart Tolle just there, the, the power of now. I just wonder, what does your personal practice of mindfulness look like? Because I know it's it's different to, to many. I, I've spoken to, to Buddhist monks who maybe meditate for five hours at a time. And then I've spoken to people who maybe just, you know, have 30 seconds to a minute of mindfulness a day, and it looks different for every person. So I wonder what does your personal meditation look like? I think for, for me personally, it's being always aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling, you know, at any given time. So whether you're waking up in the morning and you, open the blinds and you look outside and it's raining and you're like, oh, it's raining, rubbish day. You know, that that's affecting your emotional state, which is then affecting your thoughts because then when you come to the next event or opportunity in your life, 
the frequency that you're on is already downgraded. So really just at every level, um, again, a great example on your way to work, someone cuts you up on the motorway. Oh, you have that rage. Uh, what are you doing? You know, maybe say a few swear words, but then that then stays. And then you're, you know, maybe in your head, you're thinking, oh, drivers always in the morning. or And so it's like realizing the impact that that has in terms of that consistency of being on that emotional frequency. And so I think really understanding that as opposed to opening up the blinds in the morning, see this raining, brilliant, the plants are getting water today. You know, it's a completely different mindset, but you're actually just reframing it. It's the same event, same situation, but it's how you're dictating what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Same in terms of that car. If someone cuts you up, oh, they must be in a rush. I hope they get there safe. I hope they get there fine. You know, it's like that, that all of a sudden, those two contrasting states of you as an individual are dictated to by you, but then you're actually empowering yourself because you're not letting the external environment dictate yourself and your own frequency and your own emotional state, which then ultimately dictates your, your thoughts and your, your, your feelings. So, yeah, I think really, so my sort of concept is, yeah, of course, you're going to have, you're going to experience events which are disappointing, frustrating, you know, you're going to feel anger, every single emotion throughout the day, but how long are you in that? refractionary period in that state and how quickly can you reset yourself to be within a positive emotional um thought process and state and and that really does have a significant impact in terms of realizing opportunities understanding opportunities because when you then see an opportunity you see it for what it is and you're therefore more you're in a better position to take that opportunity as opposed to being blocked and negative and on a, on a downgraded emotional frequency, well, then there's going to be an opportunity and it's just going to pass you by. And you, you just won't, you won't be on that same emotional frequency to actually accept it into your life. So I think that's a really powerful philosophy and, and, and more than the philosophy, you can actually apply it to your life. So, Wow. Yeah, I love that answer so much. And there's almost a lot of um, stoic philosophy in there in the sense that, you know, folk not focusing on the things that you can't control. And, you know, it's not what happens to you. It's, it's how, how you think about it and, and, and how that then affects your life. I wonder how that attitude helped you in big occasions of dealing with pressure on the football pitch, maybe when you're walking out at a, at a, a European quarterfinal against a, a team that everyone picked to beat you, that would pile a lot of pressure and maybe affect a lot of people. What was your process like for dealing with pressure, maybe in a game like that at the Euros? Yeah, again, and I think from my perspective, I definitely picked this up from... Uh, Psychocybernetics um, from the book Psychocybernetics, but it was realizing what you're thinking and actually, obviously, what you're thinking and what you're feeling, but realizing that you you can actually reframe that too. And so it's a similar concept. But what we mean by that, the example is, you know, going into a massive game. Say it's your debut, debut in the Premier League, or debut in the first team. You know, you've worked 10 
years of academy schoolboy professional football you know seen hundreds upon hundreds of boys come and go and you're now in a position to play in the first team and realize your dreams now immediately you're going to feel nerves you know so it's just before kickoff you're waiting in the tunnel there's 40,000 people in that stadium it's a live game it's being streamed around the world there's probably a million people watching it or who will see that might be on match of the day later as well right so all of a sudden your thoughts will immediately and this is just human nature your thoughts will immediately think about the worst case scenario and this is down to our flight and fight and flight programming in that if you think about the worst case scenario it's actually good because anything that happens which is better than that means that you're more likely to stay alive right so that's just an innate programming of us as uh, you know a, a race a human race coming from the evolution of where we've come from um and again 100% if you're about to go into a ring with a lion you need to be thinking i'm about to die here so you need to be prepared for that and then anything beyond that you have your you it's better than the, the 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 worst case scenario now the issue with that in the real world is that you're going out onto a pitch and you're not in a life threatening situation you're in a game and in a competition and actually realizing then that that emotional state of what you're feeling as nerves is actually a feeling of excitement so when you feel nerves what you're actually feeling is excitement because you're in a situation where you have truly dreamt about this you're in a situation where you are actually have an opportunity to realize your dreams to do something you really really want to do so that butterfly feeling which again can be which in today's world we are taught is nervousness is actually not it's excitement so the sooner you realize that and are conscious of that the sooner that you can then tap into that and then allow that to really empower you and allow that to really drive further your performance because then you realize and you say wow i'm feeling i'm feeling nervous no i'm feeling excited because i'm about to play in front of 40,000 people what if i score what if i we win the game what if i'm man of the match you know what if this is the journey of me going on and getting a move to to a team that i've always dreamed of so it's actually excitement and, and that and having that understanding then frees you as an individual to go and perform and go and play without fear without restriction um and and without um you know inhibition so it's it's yeah so so that's sort of the 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 framing and the understanding of of the sort of human psyche and, and what you're feeling and as a young kid like it's like before that game you speak to anyone you'll say how are you feeling they'll say yeah i'm feeling good no no how are you feeling yeah. and they'll say i'm nervous i'm worried i'm fearful it's so okay to feel that but you're only feeling that because you have a unique opportunity now go and do your best go and give your all and that's all that ever matters and then so so when you realize that if you can program your minds to think like that very early on in your career 
when you then come to you know major tournaments, massive games against the world's best players, you just realize this is an opportunity. This is what I've worked for. This is what a privilege. What what and then you then begin to display gratitude, you know, emotional joy, you know, and and uh, and yeah. So it's um, it's not something which I'm very conscious that it's not um, it's not really spoken about within sort of the realms of sport. And this is my experience, what I have pulled externally into sport. And so, you know, there's massive gaps and there's massive deficits in sport where there's you know, pools of individuals and players who are experiencing trauma through fear, anxiety, you know, these, these negative emotions, which actually can be flipped by shining a light on it and actually bringing awareness to it. Um, but the problem is, is that, you know, the coaches, the managers, the clubs, the owners, the associations, Premier Leagues, they have no concept about what's actually going on either. So professional sports individuals are actually being underserviced and, you know, are, are put at risk because there is zero support mechanisms to actually discuss this and open up. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting stuff for sure. Amazing. Absolutely love and appreciate that perspective. That was fantastic. Three quick questions before we go. One, I saw on your Twitter this morning, you were talking about um, the state of football at the moment where there's, there's burger vans at, at kids' football games. There's um, fizzy drinks sponsoring the biggest matches on the planet. And I see this a lot. Where I work, I see a lot of young professionals and I see them surrounded by you know these things that you're talking about. What needs to change at that level of the game, in your opinion, to instill you know, better health, better habits, better mindset in young individuals entering into the world of football? Yeah, I think it's just education, you know, and, and with what we're doing at the Turmeric Co, you know, by partnering with sports teams to build awareness around natural nutrition, functional, healthy food options is part of that journey. But fundamentally, we have been stuck in a situation where high processed, high fat, high sugar, high salt, fast food brands and businesses have had a monopoly in terms of the advertising opportunities and the um, attention of fans and society and TVs and rights. And so when you're talking about sport, it's like, well, how can England and British schoolboy football be sponsored by McDonald's? It doesn't make sense. And actually the power that these brands have in terms of influencing the purchasing behavior of consumers is phenomenal because by seeing branding as your seven, eight-year-old runs onto their Sunday League uh, AstroTurf game, which is sponsored by you know the, the, the FA, but then actually behind the FA is McDonald's, they're seeing a massive M, that subliminal messaging is preconditioning them to really not acknowledge these brands and these uh, food options as snacks. They're seeing them as sort of staple parts of a diet, which then they begin to crave. And then obviously in terms of the actual product itself, you can go into the preservatives, the additives, 
you know, the, the addiction concoction that, that they make where it's so addictive for people, particularly young individuals who then begin to crave this type of food, but then it then begins to add up in that there's never been more obesity than there is in the world today. There's never been more heart disease. There's never been more chronic fatigue. Currently, one in four kids post-lockdown leave primary school obese. And so when you begin to really look into statistics like this, there is a massive social responsibility by from sports teams and associations to influence positively the purchasing behaviors of their fans and their communities and more wider than that society at whole. And so by having a McDonald's or Coca-Cola, all of these large organizations where they do not care about society's health because their products are highly processed, high in sugar, high in calories, nutritionally deplete, but they drive purchasing habits. As we said before, at the very beginning, you know, it's about that habituation that affirmation, the same affirmation of having a turmeric shot first thing in the morning is the same affirmation of having a Mars bar or a dairy milk for lunch. It's just in completely the opposite direction and consistently over time will cause adverse health effects. Another one in four kids leaving primary school obese. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's a massive, massive, um, point currently in, in our society today. And I think that there needs to be change and, and, and it needs to, to be driven. And, and for me, I'm you know, obviously very passionate about this area, um, my, own, my own experience from health and nutrition um, and, and really understanding, you know, the famous quote from Socrates, let food be thy medicine, let medicine be thy food. But what you put into your body is, is going to dictate your health. And so what can we do as a collective to, you know, better the, the health of future generations. Such an important message. And it, it was clear to see how, how passionate you are about that subject. So I really appreciate that. Um, two more before we go then. The first one, when I mentioned on our newsletter and our social media that you were coming on the show, and I asked if there was anything anyone wanted me to ask you about, pretty much 99% were asking <laughs> the same question. But so in that sense, do you ever get tired of talking about the goal against Belgium in the 2016 Euros or those moments for a footballer, something you love to talk about because that's all you dreamt of your entire life? Yeah, like it, it was, you know, those, as I said, those life-changing, career-defining moments. And so, you know, to, to have done that on that stage at that time, the significance of the goal was, as I said, such a humbling you know the gratitude that I have for it, and but fundamentally, it was it was again you know more significant than just the goal. It was what it did for a nation, what it did for even Britain at the time. You know, England had been knocked out. You know, Wales were you know riding high, and and we were effectively carrying a nation at that time. And and to to have done that was such a unique experience, and one that obviously I'll, I'll cherish for for the rest of my life. And of course, for me personally, it was off the back of that tournament, you joined West Brom, so even better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, the opportunity to play in the Premier League 
um, again, it was uh, you know, re really, really unique. So the final question that I ask every guest, no matter what topic, no matter what subject, and the answer to this can be anything. It could be from your, your mission with your business. It could be your family, whatever. But right now, for Thomas Hal robson Carnu, what makes life worth living? Um, I would say what makes life worth living, like I think, um, you know, ma making a positive change. I think that's the fundamental aspect and whether that positive change is, you know, positively affecting you know, those around me, positively affecting our customers, positively affecting, you know, the, the audience in terms of building awareness, positively affecting society, you know, as we said, through, through uh, the current nutritional and um, HFSS, high fat sugar salt guidelines that need to come to play and, yeah, building that awareness. And as you said, uh, that, that's, a, that, that's a privilege to, to be in that position. So I'm extremely grateful. Where can our audience find the turmeric company? Where can they find yourself? Where can we direct these people to? Yeah, so you can check us out online. Um, we are an online direct consumer subscription uh, business. So, uh, you know, you can search the Turmeric Co uh, into Google or put the turmeric.co into a web browser. We're also on all social channels. So the Turmeric Co, uh, you can find us on all of the Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and TikTok now. I've got some interesting TikToks coming up, which should be interesting. Um, and yeah, and then obviously myself, Robson Canu, uh, across Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, reach out to us. We've got an actively engaged community. We've got private Facebook group club um, of thousands of, of our customers and, and advocates, uh, all passionate about health uh, through natural nutrition. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate appreciate you coming on the podcast it means a lot to me and my audience and uh, thank you so much for bringing so much value great thank you so much for having me look forward to catching up soon